Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to talk to you today about making choices. We're going to dive into a, an economic concept behind <laughs> evaluating choices. Sounds boring, but it's actually pretty, pretty darn interesting. And I'm going to give you a great website where you can go to learn more. But when you're presented with a choice, how do you evaluate the best way to go? Maybe you've made your choice. What is the true cost? of that final decision? Is it just simply, hey, maybe it's a basic life event. I'm going to go to the movies with my buddies. Movies are opening back up, right? What's that cost nowadays? Ticket to get in, popcorn, drink, maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks. What is the true cost of that compared to my other option, which was stay home, read a book with my son, right? Well, that option didn't cost me anything, right? So you, you, you weigh two choices. You have to take into consideration the, the cost of that other option you had as well. And what I'm talking about here is opportunity cost of those other choices. We're going to define that, that notion of opportunity cost. I want to give you some examples <clears throat> from your broader life that you want to consider, uh, especially where you might want to consider real estate investing as an opposition to that um, other opportunity, that, 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 that other choice. And depending on our time at the end of the show, I want to get into some more specific opportunity cost considerations, specifically within real estate investing, single family versus multifamily, as an example. And I'll give you concrete numbers, just a quick analysis I did back of the napkin, S&P 500 versus a single family house. $70,000 difference over five years. I'll tell you how I got to those numbers when we get to that part of the show. But let's start with just a quick definition of opportunity cost and a really good place to go for any basic kind of economic understanding. I found this site when I was doing my research. This is the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, okay, Missouri. And they've got a blog 
It's called the Open Vault, like V-A-U-L-T, Open Vault blog. And it, it goes into some concepts, in this case, opportunity cost around economics that are very easy to understand, very down-to-earth uh, explanations. I learned, reminded myself what the Phillips curve is. I won't go into that today, but uh, I took an economics class once upon a time and uh, got, a, got a quick refresher there. But uh, as they put it here, opportunity cost is the value of the next best alternative when you're making a decision, right? It's what you're giving up, right? Going to the movies with your buddies instead of sitting at home uh, reading that book. And and if if you've heard us talk at Lifestyles Unlimited, we, we talk a lot about having an abundance mindset. When we go into our real estate investing, when we're working with other other folks within our network, building a team, sharing the wealth, we have absolutely that abundance mindset. Um, but for this notion of opportunity cost, we're going to go to the scarcity side of things because there is there is a certain limitation, right? You have to make a decision. You have to choose between A and B. And part of that decision is driven by scarcity because we do have limited time. I can't both go to the movies and at the same time sit with my son and read a book. So there's a certain inherent um, scarcity there. And when you're weighing you know, when they got, you know, they dive into this, when you're weighing the choice of that $7 smoothie in this example that they give here versus something else, you have to ask yourself certain questions, right? How, at very basic level, how, how much do I really value this? What am I giving up? This is the important consideration, I think. What am I giving up to get this thing right now? And more important for our discussion around investing in general, what am I giving up in the future to have this thing now? You know, with the example of going to the movies with my friends or getting that $7 smoothie, uh, maybe it's a little less less important. Um, but for those bigger considerations, how I handle, how I finance my house, my personal house, my rental investments, how I handle investing in general, right? S&P 500 versus real estate. Um, what are the further downstream implications of my my actions? And they talk here about costs that are seen versus unseen seen tends to be right now what i can very clearly understand uh the 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 explicit alternatives right cash out of pocket now versus you know on this on this option versus uh you know option a versus option b and then implicit alternatives are the those unseen or those further downstream time costs or or, or opportunity perhaps that that i'm losing and interestingly the, the whole notion, and I don't want to dive too deeply into the economics necessarily, but I want you to broadly understand this, the, the notion of opportunity cost and weighing that during decision making apparently tends to be even more neglected on bigger purchases. We don't think so much about it. They don't go into why that is. They don't go into the, uh, the, the mental side of it, the, the psychology behind that. But um, that's the big takeaway, I think, from this article here is when it comes to these bigger ticket notions investing right building that that retirement is it the s p 500 or is it that single family house we'll look at those numbers like i said um you don't spend as much time i don't know why that is but you need to take a little bit more time and give this some thought so what i want to do is, is give you a couple of places in your life in my life where maybe we we don't think about opportunity costs i know a lot of people don't and i have a very concrete example that i think is very germane to a lot of our population right now we've, we've talked at length about student loan debt and the cost of college and what is the actual opportunity cost of going to college right you, you think about the cost of college 
very concrete, right? Tuition, what am I paying every year for, for to actually sit in that class? Room and board, what am I paying to have a roof over my head and for, you know, dining out, whatever. Um, obviously, I mentioned the student loads, the, the huge debt load. The explicit stuff is that stuff you see right now, that tuition, that room, that board. But then you got a huge debt load when you get to the end of the four years and ongoing interest payment, right? Debt service, that's that implicit, that further downstream uh, costs that we're incurring that maybe we don't think about, right? I, don't, I think too few people think about that. So that's a more explicit sort of side of things. And of course, our time. How long are you in college? You know, typically four years, maybe you do a two-year associate's program. Maybe you go to grad school. It becomes six years or, or eight years, even longer. So we have to think about that time component in particular when we measure opportunity costs because what are you doing in that four years? You're sitting behind a desk, you're studying diligently, good for you, but you're giving up four years of earnings. You're giving up four years of opening and, and potentially running a business, right? Including investing in real estate. And we're going to head into a quick break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. And on today's show, we're talking about opportunity cost in our broader life to start with. And we're going to drill this down a bit into our real estate investing. And we're going to bridge the gap between those two when we talk about average return on the S&P 500 and what I can do on one single family house. Okay, so stay tuned. There'll be a couple numbers there. Um, but I, I want you to understand that distinction. It's, it's very, very large, <laughs> the difference between the two. Uh, but right now we're talking about college and the opportunity cost of going to college. You're giving up a lot of time. That's the big thing there. Four years. You know, you've got the concrete costs around tuition, room and board, the debt load and the the ongoing interest payments that come with that student loan debt. Granted, that's on hold right now. I get that. Maybe some of that will be forgiven. Sounds like very little, if anything. Um, but 
you spend a lot of time and the opportunity cost relative to that four years invested in time is four years of earnings. It's four years you could have spent learning a trade, apprenticing to somebody, building a business, right? Opening and running a business, investing in real estate, quite frankly. Now, in my view, and I went to college, I got a grad degree. I do think too many people right now go to college and they are getting saddled with debt and they're not well served by doing so. Why do they go? Well, among other things, there's something known as the wealth premium, which is associated with, with a college degree. And, and coincidentally, I found this on Money Watch uh, just a couple days ago. Um, Amy Pitchy uh, is the author. This is a CBS News. The title of the article, The College Wealth Premium is shrinking for younger Americans. So if I flip that notion of going to college, not going to college on its head and say, what is the opportunity cost of not going to college? Well, typically we think of this wealth premium and in tandem with that wealth premium, there's also something known as an income premium. Okay, quite what that simply means is those that go to college tend to make more than those that do not. And those are shrinking. Okay, and as the article says, you know, a college degree, as the thinking goes, is worth the cost. And here they're not considering opportunity cost, which we're talking about today. Uh, but it's worth the cost because you get a lifetime of higher earnings. Okay. But recent studies, economists are finding that that college wealth premium, as I said, and wealth premium, that means the assets that are owned by college grads compared to the assets owned by high school grads, it's it's diminishing. It, it, it's vanishing, right, for the younger for the younger cohort and very concretely here they look at uh, specifically white college grads who were born in the 30s and 40s they enjoyed wealth that was about triple three times that of non-college grads very far back in time right very much an earlier era but that's again been shrinking over time again comparative cohort white college grads born in the 80s 1980s were members of the the millennial uh, generation their premium has decreased it's still there uh, but it's now decreased to 42%, considerably less, right? Three times is 300%. Okay, and this is, again, uh, coincidentally, uh, uh, an analysis by the Fed Reserve Bank of St. Louis. And it's even worse, it says, for people of color. You know, black college grads born in the 80s experience zero, no wealth premium at all compared to their count counterparts that don't have that degree. That's the wealth premium. And I mentioned there's also something known as the income premium. And, and again, it's there. And there is a difference, right? The the earnings that you as a college grad have compared to those, um, you know, that, that don't have a degree at all, it's there, but it's also stagnating, right? They don't put any particular percentages or numbers on here. Um, in fact, they're focused on the wealth component of those two because it's, you know, it's a buffer, right? One of the economists there at the, the Fed Bank, William Emmons, he says, we've been focusing on wealth because it, it does something different than income. It provides a buffer, against shocks, right? Like the pandemic that we're seeing right now. If you have assets to lean on, it helps you out, right? It's a buffer. And as he says here, many millennials with those college degrees, they entered the pandemic with far fewer resources, monetary or otherwise, uh, to be able to weather this shock than, than the older generations would have had at the, at the same age, right? Uh, which explains among other things, the, the, the huge share of uh, credit card debt that we're seeing now, if you watch the news at all, uh, being racked up um, by millennials. And Emmons, the, the, the economist with the Fed there, he says, 
and he says it scares people, but people need to understand that this is, in his words, a high-stakes decision. Going to college is a high-stakes decision, right? It's not something that is for everybody. He goes on to talk about luck, you know, quote-unquote, luck of when you are born. People born in the 50s, right, that earlier demographic we talked about, 30s and 40s, well, assets were cheaper back then. We're seeing a lot of inflation around assets right now in particular. College was cheaper back then. Uh, our government has made money far too easy to get to get into college. And well, what have the colleges done? They've jacked up their prices. <laughs> if you're going to make the money easy to get, I'm going to make it very easy to get into my pocket. I'm going to raise my raise my prices here. So that means that that younger generation, of course, that's going to college, they're now, as we said, saddled with the debt. Think about that opportunity cost. I'm taking on those interest payments into the future um, before they even start working. Right. And now their ability to build wealth is declining. So that wealth premium is therefore shrinking. So that's one of the big reasons people go to college in the first place is that wealth premium, that income premium, and those are declining. So when you weigh the option of going or not going, that needs to factor in nowadays, don't you think? When you do your, your opportunity cost <clears throat> analysis on the second best option. And again, just to define that opportunity cost is the next best thing you could do with all of your money and time that you plan to invest in option A what does that look like if you consider option B? What are you giving up? Now, I want to take a look at another thing that we have in our, in our daily lives, which is the, the, the mortgage, right? I live in a house. I have a mortgage. What if I pay that thing off early? What are the opportunity costs around that? And that's going to transition us then into that S&P 500 analysis. Let me give you the number here. This is a live show. You can call me at 855 855- Four nine seven four three three five. If you have any questions on this topic or real estate investing in general, again, that's eight five five four nine seven four three three five. Or send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. I do check those during the break. So moving on here, um, college is a big consideration, right? Um, very high risk in the words of the uh, Fed member there in in St. Louis. What about what about the opportunity cost of paying off your mortgage early? And I'm going to lean on an article here as well that also came out just a few days earlier. Farnoosh Taravi is the author. This is in, in, it was in Bloomberg. It is an opinion piece. And I'm not going to dive too deeply into this. She elucidates, in her opinion, four things that you're missing out on by paying down that mortgage fast, right? Getting, getting out of that debt, doing that debt-free scream, whatever it is. Um, number one, she says, you know, buy putting all your money into paying down that mortgage, you're foregoing the opportunity to build up that rainy day fund, which is absolutely great advice to have an emergency fund, to have that rainy day fund for things we've seen right now with the pandemic, right? So sure, put that money there first into that into that rainy day fund. Um, number two, she says, you know, by throwing all your cash at the house, you're missing opportunities to add to your retirement, right? To, to contribute more into your 401k. And here's where she cites the S&P 500 returning an average 8% annually over the last 30 years. We're going to take that number apart here in just a second and compare that to one single family house. So I take issue with that, that, that number two item she has. Number three, contribute to a college savings plan. Well, see earlier discussion on whether you should go to college or not. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. If you've got questions today, the number is 855 855- Four nine seven four three three five, or send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c lifestyles unlimited inc l-u-i-n-c dot com so we're talking about opportunity cost and in the consideration simply when you make a choice is what could i otherwise be doing with my my time or my money or both instead right what is the next best option compared to this choice that i've made and that option weighs on you know, option B weighs on option A because I'm missing out essentially and there are both explicit and implicit costs that go along with that explicit that's going to be those hard costs that, that you have right now if it's college it's tuition and room and board that implicit is that downstream that future cost that you might not even be thinking about in this case interest payments that you're paying on that student loan debt that you've accrued to be able to go to college in the first place so that's the notion of opportunity cost. We talked about college and, you know, maybe a better option is picking up a single family rental or multiple because that's going to address that declining wealth premium as well as income premium that we talked about in the prior segment, because you now know you now own an asset that is both growing in value, appreciating as it were, and it's creating cash flow every month. You have now addressed both that declining wealth premium and that declining income premium declining in the sense that the gap between what a college grad earns in income and and gains in assets is declining relative to those that don't go to college at all okay so maybe there's an alternative there another opportunity and we're looking as well now at the opportunity cost of paying off your mortgage early uh, one of the first things I thought about, because that's what a lot of people do. I'm just going to throw all my cash at this house until it's paid off and I can sleep better at night. <laughs> well, now you've got a bunch of dead equity. And one article I was looking at, this just came out a few days ago, opinion piece. Um, but she's of the notion as well, maybe it's better to do some other things first, like bulk up that rainy day fund. Great idea. Ahead of the pandemic, I'm sure a lot of folks are wishing they had done that. Uh, increase your retirement contributions. Ah, well, if we're talking 401k, I, I take issue with that. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. Contribute to a college savings plan. Well, again, maybe that's not the best route to go these days. And finally, she talks about doing a refinance and banking on lower rates. Now, sure, interest rates are rock bottom right now. Um, great time to do a refinance. But what she's thinking about more than anything is a rate and term refinance to reset that loan amount and decrease that monthly payment. When I think refinance right now, I think cash out refinance, pulling money out of those assets, pulling money out of our personal property in order to then invest. And if you've ever gone to our financial freedom program, uh, two day seminar, one of our presenters is David. And he was one of those guys that was sitting in that paid off house, didn't have much, much more to his name, had suffered massive losses in the stock market. 
and was kind of floundering, trying to figure out what to do. Well, he, he joined the Lifestyles Unlimited program and heard, heard us talk and understood, wait a minute, I've got this paid off house. I've got this debt equity that I'm not using that is not contributing in any way. Well, he leveraged that, quickly got into a single family house, then a multifamily apartment complex, and he's just taken off. Now he teaches that class because he's built that experience. He's retired himself many times over um, simply by tapping into and doing that cash out refinance, getting those funds and retargeting those, repointing those in a better direction. So give that some thought. What is the opportunity cost of throwing that money into that house, which isn't doing anything? I've, I've had some damages, right? We had the heavy winter storm. Um, it is a liability. It really is not an asset in that sense. So I would reconsider that heavily. Now, what is the opportunity cost of putting your money into that S&P 500, which is returning, we saw in the prior article, an average over the last 30 years of 8%, rather than the next best, and I would say it's not even the next best, it is the far superb option of putting that money into real estate single family or multifamily. And I'm just gonna look at some quick numbers here with you just so you see how disparate they are. Okay, if I, you know, if you if you look at that, um, I guess nowadays the 401k contribution allowance per employee as of 2021 is $19,500. Um, if you've got a family of high earners and both are contributing, that's almost $40,000. We're gonna run with a number a little bit south of that. Let's call it 30K. And let's think about this, by the way. These, these, this couple, they're throwing their money into that 401k rather than throwing it in their house, right? They followed the advice of this other uh, author and said, okay, opportunity cost of throwing the money in the house is not throwing it into the 401k. Let's do that instead. Okay, they do that. They're throwing the money in. They're feeding that 401k. It goes in there and it sits. And it does two things. It earns some minor cash flow from any any dividend distributions those go back in and get reinvested but it stays in the account they can't really tap into that and they gain appreciation right and again that appreciation those gains that we've seen average about eight percent of course they also pay some fees here and there as well uh, keep that in mind with your investment accounts your 401ks compare that to real estate we're not just dealing with two ways okay obviously we've got our cash flow like i said a moment ago right we can pick up that single family rental house to address the declining wealth premium and income premium that we see between high school and college. Well, that cash flow, that's that income, right? And when you do it right, it's tax-free and you have it immediately available. It's not sitting, not getting reinvested in that 401k. You have it available to you, whether that's to fund your lifestyle or to reinvest in the next single family house or to save up and get into that apartment deal, right? Cash flow. Number two, we, we have our equity capture and this is huge. We buy right. We buy at a discount. We find those assets that are distressed or those sellers that are distressed and we get a heavy discount. And because of that, we capture equity out the door. Remember what the Fed economist said, wealth is a buffer. When you go into any sort of chaotic times, any sort of problems like we saw with the pandemic, well, we've just built wealth out the door by way of equity capture. I'll put a hard number to that here in just a second. Equity buildup. Now we do put a mortgage on that property. We're not trying to pay that thing down and sit on debt equity in our rental properties, let alone our, our, our personal residences. So we have a mortgage and every month our residents pay us rent, we pay our mortgage, and that builds up our equity by way of the mortgage pay down. Appreciation, well, S&P 500 average 8%. In Texas, historically, and in, in, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, historically our, our, our appreciation rate is, is south of 8%, for sure. 
um, maybe closer to four, five, if that. Now, since the 2008 housing crisis, it has been, we've been on fire here. Uh, I, I, I'm invested in markets in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we've seen as much as 20% in a given year on a, on a single house. Okay, so we are keeping pace, if not even exceeding that, uh, again, depending on your market or Submarket, so we've got that appreciation just like you do in your 401k account and if you're investing in apartments compared to single-family houses We have something called forced appreciation, which is above and beyond. That's that real wealth building tool We're not going to get into a lot of details around that We do talk about that at our two-day seminar though and finally of course I mentioned already tax advantages Yes, the 401k is a tax advantage plan at pay-in I'm, I'm reducing my tax burden by way of reducing my essentially my, my earned income so you do pay taxes later, don't you? We also have tax advantages on real estate. Our, like I said, our cash flow is essentially can be, if you're doing it right, can be tax-free. And then we can defer that capital gain upon sale continuously, as long as we want to, through reinvestments using something called a 1031 exchange. Um, we've got a lot of great shows on the 1031 exchange. If, if you don't know what that is at all, do a quick Google search and then get out to lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the radio tab. There's a search bar at the bottom. You can type in 1031 exchange and you'll find a number of shows where we've interviewed uh, the agents that manage that process and just generally talked about that. It's a great tool for wealth building. And those are all, I would call, semi-explicit to implicit opportunity costs when you're not investing in real estate, when you choose to go that 401k route. An implicit cost, I would say, is the greater flexibility that we have with real estate. Now, you don't think of it as a liquid asset, but we have a lot of flexibility. Of course, I can continue to hold that thing ad infinitum, or I can sell it later on and do that 1031 exchange, reinvest, or just say, you know what? I got other things to do. I'm going to take the tax hit and move on. Or, like we just said a minute ago, use that house as a miniature ATM and do a cash out refi pull those funds out to live on to spend as you need to or more importantly reinvest get into the next deal now stay tuned when we come back i want to take a look at the numbers talk 13 7 the right choice warning Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb. And on today's show, we've been talking about an economic concept, opportunity cost. Sounds boring. I think it's pretty exciting, though, especially what we're going to look at here in just a moment. We've talked already about what that is and what is the opportunity cost of going to college? What is the opportunity cost of throwing all of your paycheck into your house every month to get that mortgage paid down? <laughs> Not, we, creating debt equity in, in essence. And what I want to look at now is the opportunity cost of not, not investing in real estate, of instead putting your money into the S&P 500. Now we saw in a prior article that the the average return, rate of return in the S&P 500 over the past 30 years is about 8%. Well, she said 8%. So I'm going to run with that number. And we also saw that the the max you can contribute to a 401k as, a, as an individual earner is 19500 If you're a family of high earners um, and you're able to throw all that in there, I know there are people that do that. That's almost forty k. I want to run with a different number in terms of contribution. I want to run with 30000 and this actually ties into a show I did in January. I had an interview uh, with a young lady here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area named Katie, 
and she took down a house, a single family house during the pandemic, uh, middle of the middle of the year, 2020. And her cash into the deal was just under $30,000. Her goal was to not be above 30 K. She hit that goal. And in prepping my numbers, I noticed I was pulling some numbers from my own experience. They're kind of mirroring her deal. So if you want to see that interview or listen to that interview, you can also go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab. That was sometime in January. Or go out to YouTube. I know it was posted to YouTube recently. Um, you can listen to that there and subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited channel. So starting with the S&P 500, let's say you put that $30,000 into your account and it's earning 8%. At the end of one year, you've gained $2,400, right? That's reinvested. And so it goes on. And let's just look at that across five years. Over five years, you've made $14,000. Okay, assuming again that the average is 8%. Some years will be notably higher. <laughs> Some years, unfortunately, are going to be quite a bit lower, even in the, in the negative range. But on average, we're working with that average there. And what do people do? They put the money in that 401k and they forget about it. Set it and forget it, right? So you don't know, you're not paying attention. Most people are not. So you're, at, you're getting around that 8%. You're not moving the money around. You're not optimizing that portfolio. You're not really doing anything with it to help it perform better. So at the end of five years, you're at about $14,000 gain. Instead of 30,000, you now have 44. That's the S&P 500. What if I put my money into a single house, rental house, a single family house, Again, Katie bought a house here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, and her cash out of pocket was around 30000 So we talked in the prior segment about the different ways that we make money in real estate. And with the single-family house, there are going to be five of those. And you're giving up every single one of those in terms of opportunity cost when you put your money in that 401k instead. Number one, let's talk about equity capture. And I don't remember off the top of my head what her number was, but I've plugged 50%. Okay, it's a good number. I see people do 100%, meaning they put 30000 into the deal. And when they're done with, and the way we buy at Lifestyles Unlimited, you have to understand we're buying, as I said earlier, distressed assets. We're fixing them up. And by virtue of that, we're, we're creating value, right? We're taking that diamond in the rough and we're making it a shining diamond that people want to live in, right? And by virtue of that, we're capturing, capturing equity. And I see that anywhere from maybe 25% equity gain. So if I put thirty k in, then I've got an additional 6K on the back end. So my total equity now is 36. 50% of that 30, of course, is 15,000. So now I'm sitting immediately on 45K. By the way, compare that equity gain of 15,000 right out the gate with a month or two of, of repairs. I've already beat the S&P 500. So if you're buying right, fixing up that asset, you're immediately gaining five years on that that 401k. And that's at 50%. I see people do 100%. I see people do 200% or more, right? They, each deal is different. Each deal varies. Each market is different. And there's some opportunity cost there as well in terms of how you choose your markets. Keep that in mind. But alone, just by way of the equity capture, we're able to massively trounce, beat that S&P 500. Moving along, right? We have our cash flow. That's what we want to see. The deal has to throw off cash flow, but we don't do the deal. And I plugged a very conservative 10% here. So 10% of my cash in the deal, cash in is 30,000. Well, that means annually I'm collecting $3,000 just in, in my pocket, right? Spending money, living money, reinvesting money, however you want to treat that 10% conservative number compared to Katie's numbers. She's collecting north of $500 a month 
which is 6,000. Her, her cash on cash return was around 22%. So just plugging in 10% already over five years, we've collected again, $15,000. So we've, we've tied that S and P 500 just on our cash flow. Well, keep in mind, we then also go and put a mortgage onto the property after we fixed it up 30 year mortgage at those very cheap interest rates that we talked about. And I see just looking at my own portfolio over the years, equity buildup tends to be somewhere between five and 10%. Let's call it 8% of my cash in the deal. And what I'm talking about here is every month I collect that rent and I pay my fixed expenses. I pay my mortgage, which is principal and interest. I pay the tax, you know, accrue for the taxes uh, paid annually and I accrue for the insurance. And as I pay down that principal on that mortgage, I'm gaining equity. And at the end of the year, that tends to measure out to be about 8% of my cash in any given deal. Um, in this case, that would be in year one, an additional $2,400 in wealth. And again, that's going to accrue over five years. And then appreciation we talked about, it's booming here in Texas right now. If I just plug a simple 5%, we're seeing considerable gain. Now, Katie's house, I forget the precise value. It was somewhere north of 150000 um, If I just have that as my starting point, my house alone is going to appreciate over five years at 5% from 150 to 182 and I'll gain thirty k just right there. So you see just on those four ways, forget about the taxes, forget about some of those implicit soft benefits. We'll talk about those. Just on those four things alone, equity capture, cash flow, equity buildup, appreciation, I get over 80K in gains over five years, a 278% return compared to that S&P 500, 14,000. It's about a 47% return over the five years, 8% on average. Your opportunity cost here is the delta, the difference between the two in terms of just hard cash, about $70,000, right? Again, we said 15,000 immediate equity capture were given up, 15,000 in cash flow over five years, 12,000 in, in equity buildup because our, again, our residents are paying down that mortgage for us and almost 40,000 in appreciation. Don't forget tax advantages, right? 401k of course has tax advantages at pay-in, but you pay taxes when you pull it out. With our cash flow, we're depreciating those assets. It's a paper expense. We pay very few to no taxes. And then when we go to sell, we take advantage of the opportunities that the tax code gives us and roll that into the next asset or two or three or four. Um, with no taxes involved. And of course, that implicit benefit that I'm giving up is the ability to do a cash out refi on that property, right? We captured that equity. We've seen some appreciation after a couple of years, you're going to be able to pull some cash out as well. And that doesn't even factor into that analysis. So I, hands down, if, if you've never given this some thought before, you, you probably had no idea but a, just one single family house just beats the pants off of that S&P 500. And then you get into two and then you get into three and you start to snowball. You get into four, five, six houses, maybe more, or maybe you sell those and you roll those into multifamily. And then we can begin this discussion around the opportunity cost within real estate. And there are lots of considerations, right? Location, different markets, San Antonio versus Houston versus Dallas versus Fort Worth versus outside the state. What is your cost? What are you giving up in terms of cash flow versus appreciation? They are different in those markets. Opportunity cost within real estate may be the vehicle of your choice. In this example I gave you, that was a single family house, but you can also invest in multifamily. It depends, you know, it comes down to your goals, which is where you sit down with a mentor, somebody that's been through this and can look at your, your background, look at your capital, look at your starting point 
and give you some advice. Is it wealth building that is your goal? Well, maybe that forced appreciation component that we have in multifamily where we really take up the wealth, really take up the value. Maybe that's the direction you need to need to go. Well, the opportunity cost there is you're giving up that single family house, which is renovated and turned very quickly and throws off cash almost immediately, right? Compared to that deep value play, heavy lift, where maybe we take a, a break on cash flow for a period of time in order to see that massive wealth on the back end. Or maybe I want to be a passive in a deal, right? Well, that, that, that entails going into multifamily, being totally hands-off. Again, opportunity cost there is maybe giving up that single-family house or being that independent rental owner on a small multifamily. Again, as you go through your real estate investing, you'll think about these things. Opportunity cost within real estate investing may come down to one specific building, house, versus another. And again, that's going to be location. That's going to be expected cash flow, expected rents, what city is it in, municipality, and so on financing model, the list goes on. There are lots of things to think about. And we help you think about these things when you come to Lifestyles Unlimited. And the best place for you to start, last thought here on opportunity cost. What is the opportunity cost of not putting a few hours of your time, some evening, this week, next, for our free workshop? How do you calculate the missed opportunities that I just described if you don't take a look and find out about real estate investing? You can go to freeworkshoplivestream.com to learn more about what we do as mentors and educators at Lifestyles Unlimited, to learn about the ways we make money, to learn about single family and multifamily investing, and to learn, is this something for you? Hour and a half of your time, it's free. Go check out freeworkshoplivestream.com. Hey, you've been listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Andy Webb. I thank you for listening. If you got any questions, ask Andy at luinc.com. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a good day. listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.